The wait is over, y'all, and Big Time Boxing is back, and you know Showtime is bringing it. Featuring one of the brightest young stars in the sport in David Benavidez, the 23-year-old champion has zero losses, no weaknesses, and no limits to his potential. Benavidez puts his skills on display and his title on the line against experienced veteran Romer Angulo. This Saturday, it all goes down 9 p.m. Eastern on Showtime. Plus, heavyweights collide as Otto Weiland. You guys would know him. He went toe-to-toe with Tyson Fury uh, last year. And then uh, he's fighting heavy-handed Travis Kaufman, a promising lightweight prospect. Raleigh Romero fights Jackson Marinez. It all goes down Saturday at 9 p.m. Eastern, only on Showtime. Traded for ball for some fight gear, then got punched right in the face. Woke up with a baby, puke all over the place. But I keep the ground with T.I.K. This is the best I've ever felt. Started doing stand-up, there's a new hand I've been dealt. So right before this makeup on my face begins to melt, it's time to go below the belt. What is up, Below the Belt fam? Uh, happy Monday. It is Monday morning, 10 a.m. here. A little later start than usual. It is 10 a.m. here on a uh, lovely Los Angeles morning. Going to address the elephant in the room uh, right off the bat. If you're looking for some hot take on the Callan situation, um, you're not going to get it here. Um, this isn't the platform to do it on, you know, out of respect to Showtime. You're not going to get it from me on here. Um, I will be doing a Fire and the Kid uh, later today with Josh Wolf, and uh, I'll get into more detail there if you're looking for a hot take. It wouldn't be a hot take, you know, but um, I, I think Callan's at it best. If you're looking for more details and um, information, Callan posted a, a long rebuttal um, to his defense on his Instagram. So go there, and um, I'm not going to put Showtime in that position uh, I wouldn't do that to them. This isn't the platform for it. This is a platform uh, that doesn't include Brian Callen. So, unfortunately, if you're coming here for that, this ain't the place. Find the kid uh, later today. We'll get more into it. And uh, that's all I have to say about that right now. Um, yeah. So, obviously dealing with a lot and uh, trying to navigate my way through it the best I can. It's not about me. Um but in, and people are dealing with way worse things than this. So uh, I try to look at the, the glass half full, and sometimes it's challenging. But uh, we're going to get through it, man. <clears throat> we're going to get through it. I promise you we're all going to get through it. I know Callan appreciates the support uh, online. Um, you know, I, it's very rare I see Brian Callan break down. And uh, talking to him and, and him seeing the support uh, that you guys gave him, um, you know, it's uh it means the world to him so uh if you support him keep it up all right and i'll say that and uh you can go to his instagram for more details on on the calendar situation but let's get to below the belt uh just want to say i love you guys fellas 2020 has been a year of things happening that are completely out of your control you could say that again uh there's one thing you can't control and that's your hairy bush or your hairy chest our sponsors at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so. Listen, man, they got that Lawnmower 3.0. It's waterproof, comes with the LED lights. So you can do it in the dark. You don't have to worry about nicking your nuts anymore. Uh, they just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, 
which is a perfect add-on to their lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. They're just trying to make you look good, man, with your shirt off, in the shower, at the pool. There's no reason to be hairy and have long nails anymore, all right? They got nose clippings. They got it all, man. You can also find a crop reviver, a, uh, a freaking cologne. It's designed for your balls. You won't judge you, man. Check it out, all right? Go to manscaped.com. Check out some of these life-changing products. I'm talking nose trimmer, beard trimmer. They got balls trimmer. They got it all, man. In fact, you guys can get 20% off and free shipping with code BTB at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code BTB. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front trunk. Fellas, again, two out of three guys will experience some form of of male pattern baldness. You're losing your hair by the time you're 35. The best way to prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have hair left. Get treated from home. You don't have to go to the doctor. You don't have to do any of that. Thanks to Keeps, you can visit a doctor online, get hair loss medication delivered right to your door. They make it easy and deliver your medication every three months so you can say goodbye to the pharmacy, checkout lines, no more awkward doctor visits. Nope, get it straight to your home keeps offers generic versions of the only two fda approved hair loss products out there you may have tried them before but you've probably never tried them for this price prevention is the key keep your hair that you have man all right find out why keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors and nearly a hundred thousand men trust keeps for their hair loss prevention medication keep treatments start at just ten dollars a month plus for limited time you can get your first month Faux free, all right? You can get it for free right now. If you're ready to take action, prevent your hair loss, go to keeps.com slash BTB to receive your first month free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash BTB. K-E-E-P-S dot com slash BTB. Keeps.com slash BTB. Get your hair right. You know, all sports are back. All sports are back, yet the NBA is back. Um, NFL obviously ramping up, uh, college football, kind of the one that's kind of lingering out there for a variety of reasons. Um, the UFC has been doing the damn thing. Bellator doing the damn thing. Boxing on Showtime was fantastic, uh, this weekend as well. So everything's kind of getting back to normal as far as sports goes, obviously without crowds at, at most of these major sports. And I, you know, I'll stick by this. I think the UFC and Bellator mixed martial arts, as far as no crowd, is is the best uh, sport to watch. But one that's right up there. And if you're, you know, just a casual MMA fan, you're probably like, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. But if you're a basketball fan, the NBA without a crowd, it's almost better. They have like this weird virtual crowd in there, but it's real people. They're kind of like zooming in, right? They're kind of FaceTiming in their, their, their bodies and faces in the crowd, but you know, and they're moving. So at least it's not cutouts like the MLB did. But uh, as far as the basketball goes, it's some of the best basketball you're going to get in a long time because everybody's healthy. They're a little rusty, like, you know, the Lakers, especially LeBron looked a little rusty. Um, but I think he'll get going. They're Also, these first, I think they're playing eight games, so they're not in full-blown, like, you know, uh, sicko mode. They're, uh, they're feeling it out, and guys are balling, and guys are healthy. And if you're a basketball fan, it's fantastic, man. Now, <clears throat> the one thing the NBA is doing more so than any other sport is mixing politics and sports. And I think we're seeing, if you the numbers just came out, you're seeing that uh, most fans don't want that. 
most fans, and it's not that they don't care about the movement or these political statements that the players are making. They just, it, we're getting everywhere. So when you mix that with your sports, it's turning a lot of people off. So, you know, the NBA ratings aren't what they should be, especially in these Corona times. You know, you look at the MLB when the, you know, the Dodgers debuted that more people watch the opening and this has never happened. More people have watched the opening day of MLB than they did the NBA. Cause then, you know, the NBA is mixing the politics and sports and, People, you know, the majority of uh, America, it d- doesn't want that, you know. So if you're an NBA owner, you're 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 the commissioner of the NBA, you're gonna have to decide what you want to do, man. If if eyeballs and ratings is what you want, um, you might have to rethink some things. But um, <clears throat> I do think, you know, a little bit of it has to do with, you know, they're playing these first eight games, you know, f- for the Lakers and the Clippers and stuff. They're obviously going to be in the playoffs. Some teams need these eight games to to get their, uh, you know, their foot in the door to the playoffs. So it means a little more to these lower ranked teams. But I just think you're going to get the best product possible with everybody healthy. And once these playoffs starts, it's fantastic. Man. If you're a basketball fan, I've watched every game. It's so good. It's so goddamn good, man. So check it out. If you're not, you can check it out. But I, I it's interesting to see, and I, I thought they were going to have a problem when you mix politics and sports, you know? And I think what the NBA is doing is they're listening to social media and they're thinking that, you know, they're taking votes on there and thinking that's the end-all, be-all is social media means everything. Again, one in 50 people that you walk by on the street is on social media. That is not the majority. One, again, one in 50 is on Twitter. So when you're walking down the street and you think the, the world's on fire and everyone knows this or everyone thinks this, that's not real, man. Those aren't, that's not real. Social media is at, at a certain point is not real. That's not the end all be all. The NBA is more younger audience and they're more woke, quote unquote, they're more woke than other leagues. And they're like, oh, we're going to do this. And you're learning that the majority of America is like, no, we don't want that. Where did you get that? Well, we got it off Twitter. All right. Well, we're not on Twitter, dude. What the fuck? Where are we doing? Just give us basketball. So it gets dicey, man. But uh, you know the, the 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 people are letting them know by by ratings that what what they want. So we'll we'll see what they do. I don't mind it. I don't. Here's my thing. If that's what you guys want to do, and those pl- players feel that strongly about it, that's cool. I'm still gonna tune in. I'm still gonna tune in. If you feel so strongly about it, and you think that's a platform to do it, do it, man. I'm still going to tune in majority of America and the rating show. They're not going to, you don't see it really with baseball. You know, they, they do their statement at the beginning, but it's not the, it's not in your face. Like NBA, it's in your, the name on the jerseys. It's on the court. It's commercials. It's the broadcasting. It's just overwhelming. We're like, Jesus Christ, dude. All right, man. But you know, if it's helping things, that's fine. I support it. You know, I still, it's not like I'm going to not watch the NBA, I'm, I'm telling you, man, we're going to get some of the best performances by teams possible. Hopefully my Nuggets can pull it out. What's up? Holla, tall-ass Nuggets. And also with everything going on, you know, uh, unexpected with the Callan stuff, I was like, oh, I'm going to take the family to Santa Barbara. I uh, spent most of the day uh, dealing with chaos on my phone and lawyers, but um, went to Santa Barbara and... Uh, yeah, man, went to Santa Barbara with the fam. Nice little getaway. I'll tell you, you know, I'm I'm not really scared of sharks. I'm not scared of rattlesnakes. But uh, you know, there's a lot of freaking great whites in Santa Barbara, man. It's you know, I looked it up because my son was asking about great white sharks. So I looked up; they're everywhere out there. 
Your boy didn't go in the ocean. My pal, usually it's all. Usually I'm all up in like a like a freaking seal. My thick ass. I'm a thick ass seal out there. I swim around the water, but uh, in Santa Barbara, it's just there's just too many, and they they've seen them. Like shark checks out fishmen off. The, if you just Google Santa Barbara great whites, I mean it's like it's everywhere, dude. They're all over the goddamn place. Apparently, they just love Santa Barbara. All right, cool, man. I'm not going in the water. I'm not going in the water. <laughs> Your chances of getting attacked. I don't give a shit, dude. I'm not trying to hear that. Also, those chances, they're only taking into consideration, you know, you're more likely to get in a car accident. Yeah, because I drive a car every day. But if I was swimming to work, I bet you my odds are a little higher. You know what I'm saying? Those odds are so bullshit. If I'm a surfer and I'm in the water every day, what's my odds of getting attacked? Way higher. Way higher. Some scary shit. That lady just died in uh, in Maine as a great white. First time somebody died in Maine. What's this? After great white sharks are exceptionally large, living, uh, most of my oceans, weighing up to 6,000 pounds. Yeah. Invading Santa Barbara. After a rash of great white shark sightings, great white sharks invade Santa Barbara. I'm out. <laughs> That's all I need to know. I'm out. Kids not in the water. So we stayed in that lukewarm hotel water with every kid's pissing in it. Every kid got some popsicle. It's sticky. Whatever. I'll take that over freaking uh, get chances to get my freaking leg ripped off. I just rock this, um, this scarf now. It's just part of my. You like it? I mean, I guess. <laughs> I look like the biggest fuckboy cowboy in the street. You know, it's just, all right. It's just, you know, it's part of the outfit now. I just rock it, man. I posted a video on my Instagram of I went on a long bike ride to think about things yesterday. And, uh, oh, what's it? Uh, again, I don't see any comments or anything. He, Luke Thomas was happened to me too before. <laughs> Big boy. Happens a lot more than you think. Keep it going thick. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that bike is my pride and joy as far as bikes go. It's a, a Levo SL Turbo from Specialized. It's my favorite bike in the world. I changed the pedals out. Has thirty eight, uh, you know, forks on the front from Fox. The upgraded Fox suspension. The the gum handles from Lizard Skin. The Thick Boy uh, logos on it. That thing is as far as biking goes. My pride and joy. That's the Royal Royals Royce of uh, bikes, right? And uh, it's been a great bike. I love it. It's a hybrid of an e bike and regular bike. It really doesn't help you that much, but it does help. And uh, where I was biking at. <laughs> where I was biking at, you can go to the left and just go on this leisure ride, you know, and it's just a trail, you know, you get your miles in, or you can go to the, to the, the other way. And it's like X game. It's X games. You see like bikers with the, like the motocross helmets on, like it's real biker shit up there. There's jumps and rocks and all stuff. And I do it every now and then. And yesterday I was like, man, fuck it. I was just in a Pantera or some shit. And I was like, let's do this. Let's get our X games on. And so I went off this jump. Your thick friend here caught some air, like a giant great white shark flopping in the ocean. And when I landed, the thing bottomed out because I'm about 255 pounds. Right now. It bottomed out. And when it bottomed out, the left pedal, the crank, landed on a rock. People are watching because I'm trying to look all cool like it's X Games or some shit. Boom! It was so loud when it snapped off. And I knew right away. I'm like, ah, fuck, man. And the walk of shame, walking back about 100 yards at least to get my fucking pedal was so embarrassing. <laughs> oh, God. Just too thick for it, man. Just too goddamn thick. I don't blame the bike. 
I don't blame Specialized for this. I blame my fat ass for trying to X Games the goddamn thing. This is the second uh, crank I've had to replace. I, I need carbon, maybe not for me. I need I need metal. I need I don't know if they have that NASA stuff that makes cranks. <laughs> I need something. Yeah, I need titanium. I need I don't know. Gold's too soft. I don't know, man. But anyone out there with suggestions? But remember, it has to fit a Levo SL Turbo Specialized bike. There's not a lot of cranks out there except for the, these guys who make this current one. So it's my second one. The first one, I stripped the the bearings trying to replace the goddamn pedals. It's a nightmare, man. <laughs> How'd you get back, though? That's a good question. <laughs> I, I walked. I walked. I was about 25 miles out from home. Jeez. And I walked uh, down the down the trail. I kind of rode on, on one side of it. Uh, it was downhill at that point. That's great when you go uphill and you're like, oh, thank God for the downhill, but you don't have a pedal. So I rolled downhill. My fat ass rolled downhill and then uh, uh, got to like a neighborhood. Finally, I've never been this way. Got to a neighborhood and sent my girl a location thing on mm. my map quest and she had to pick me up. She was not happy because <laughs> I have to put this bike in her car, which she's, you know, it's her pride to enjoy to her car, and it's just covered in mud. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what to tell you. I have to put this in there. I'll, I'll, I'll clean it myself. So she wasn't too thrilled about that. God, God damn, dude. <laughs> God damn it. Broke my goddamn bike. <sighs> I'll be back out there. Hey, what days were you in Santa Barbara? Uh, Friday, Saturday. I was there at the same time then. What yeah. were you doing? I was there? at the lake, Kachuma. It's in Santa Barbara. Oh, damn. I didn't know yeah. that. You could have met up. Could have. You could have wrestled with Tiger. <laughs> could have met up. He needs a re- new wrestling partner. Um, you, how, did you, how was the lake? It was cool. I caught a catfish. Oh, a, ca- a big one? No. Yeah. But I was going to keep it because I guess when they're around, it was like this size. When they're smaller, they're supposed to taste better. But my girl was like, felt bad. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll just throw Yeah, it let them live, yeah. dog. Let them get bulky and thick. I know. And then pick them up again. <laughs> pick his thick ass up again. That was it. You only caught one though, huh? Just one. God, it's been slim pickings for you. Slim pickings. At least I, I'm never skunked though. I always get something. Yeah. And they're always getting a little bit bigger. A little bit bigger. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> By this time next year, you're catching sharks. Hell yeah. Who knows, dude? Who freaking knows? Um, yeah. Broke my bike, dude. Now I got to replace it. And I and it's easy just to get the same one, but it's like, is it going to happen again? I guess I got to chill the fuck out. Is it going to happen again? I just need to... Carbon's not for my thick ass. And people have warned me. A lot of fans warned me and stuff like that. So um, I got to figure that out. I got two, I got two uh, new uh, documentaries for you guys. You know, me and my docs. It's really the only thing I watch. I got two for you. I posted this one on my uh, Instagram. It's about the Olympics. I forget, there it is. The Weight of Gold. And I think um, your boy, what's his name? Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps like produced it, and he's the narrator. This guy ain't lying. He goes, "I better watch it right now before you spoil it for me on Fire <laughs> Kids Suite." Yeah, you're right, dude. You're right. You're 100 right. You know, if I post it, you better watch because I'm talking about it. My boy Jeremy Bloom, former teammates, uh, makes some uh, appearance in it as well. Michael Phelps narrates it. I think he's the one who put it all together. And I didn't even think about it, but you know, they're talking about how the weight of gold and being the Olympics and the pressure and how they deal with like super hyper uh, depression while they're doing it. But then also once the Olympics is over as well, I didn't really think of that, but you know, he says at the end, we have a pandemic, you know, if guys commit suicide, well, they've had five Olympians commit suicide. So 
pandemic. I don't know if you can call it pandemic, but also, um, I think all athletes feel feel the way that these Olympic athletes feel because they, they talk about you get done and you're just done and you've had this one goal your entire life, this one mission, and you've commit committed your entire life to this and you kind of lose your identity, you know, when you're done. Like, am I just a swimmer? Am I just a pole vaulter? Am I just a bobsledder? Um, am I just a snowboarder? And they all talk about that. And they, they talk about how it's exclusive basically to Olympians and the pressure and stuff like that because it's this one moment every four years. And you know, I, my argument to that is I think every athlete deals with that. When you get done and you're, you're, you know, you're known as just a football player or just a UFC fighter or just this or just that, when you get done, it's you got to find your identity. So that's why I like the message because I think other athletes can relate to it. It's not if – you're, if you're not in the Olympics, it – you don't need to be. If if you've ever done sports or anything, you're transitioning. That it relates to that. It, it's really interesting, man. It's really really interesting because you got Bodie Miller talking on there. Lolo Jones was great. Sean White. You know, you got some Olympic greats talking about exactly what they're dealing with in depression. A lot of people don't, especially athletes, don't talk about it. I know Michael Phelps pretty pretty uh, outspoken about it. What he's dealing with. I know he's behind that. Uh, I forget what app it is. That helps you with your uh, mental space, but mm. yeah, I think all athletes could watch you. You could learn from this documentary. That's the point of all this. Um, t- is it Talkspace? It says yeah. Michael Phelps struggle with anxiety. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's Talkspace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like online therapy. Yeah, there's that. There's what's the other one? Uh, Better help. Better help is what we do. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's a lot of ways, man. So you know not being able to drive somewhere, not being able to, you know, talk to somebody, it's getting easier and easier to find a platform or, you know, an outlet to talk to somebody if you're struggling with that. It's good though. And then the other one is the last narc, which I have uh, two episodes left. It's that you guys know I'm balls deep in, you know, narcos and, uh, Pablo Escobar and stuff like that. And this is, this is about, um, you know, there's this, there was a DEA agent named, uh, Kiki, and uh, he was um, kidnapped by the narcos in Mexico, the cartel out there, and uh, tortured. The worst torture you've ever heard. The w- he was tortured for thirty six hours straight, and he went to he would he would pass out because the the pain was so immense. He'd pass out, but they had a doctor that would give him a drill to wake his ass up Shit. so they torture him. It's horrible, horrible. It's the worst thing you've ever heard. But these idiots, you, you've probably known the story if you watched Narcos Mexico, Michael Pena played Kiki. But um, they go into in detail how, in, obviously this conspiracy theory, but this is all about, it's called The Last Narc, that the four guys who were working for the DA and, and for um, the good guys were actually in on it. And, and they give, and they were there because a lot of people weren't there when uh, Kiki was being um, murdered and tortured, but these guys were there. It's, it's just fascinating. It's heavy, though. I'll tell you right now. It's heavy. If you're already sad, don't watch this. It's heavy, mm-hmm. heavy, heavy. But it's really interesting. What they, you know, they talk about how bad El Chapo was. I didn't realize how much of a psychopath he was. Obviously, leader of a cartel, psychopath, but. Um, I didn't know to that degree. They go into detail. So they go into detail about how they tortured him. Dude, it's heartbreaking. Mm. It's just heartbreaking. But uh, it's a good one, and that one's on Amazon. So two picks. I know people are bored in quarantine right now and lockdown. So hopefully those help you guys get through the day a little longer. 
Um, outside that, man, we had earthquakes here. Did did it wake you up, Chin? I didn't feel it at all. What, what time was it? Well, your downtown is more in the valley. Oh, that's Kev, fine. did it wake you up? It woke me up. It shook a little bit of everything. And you guys stay where? Uh, over in uh, Mar Vista, so a little bit away from here. Give me your address. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, yeah, you know, I'm you know where I'm at. I'm in the the center of it. So uh, yeah, I was worried it was going to wake up the kids. I've been in a few earthquakes. You know, four point two. I mean, it's literally right where I'm at. So. It was bad. Shook the house. My pool was shaking back and forth. I was just worried about it, it was going to wake up the kids, but they didn't wake up. And boys sleep heavy. Um, everyone, you know, online, everyone's like, oh my God, earthquake. I, I guess, dude, if you live here long enough, shut up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> shut up. We've all been through it. Unless a bridge collapse or a building falls over or somebody dies, shut up. It was like the talk of the town. Dude, we're in LA. Earthquakes. what we do. Shut up. Uh, July 4th, July 5th, Mac to 6.4, 7.1. Most reach, recent major. major. Yeah. Dude, 6, 4, 7, 1. Those are big boys. When I lived in uh, Marina del Rey years, years ago, when I lived in years ago, when I lived in Marina del Rey, a lot of what they build for earthquakes to happen. So a lot of those towers, you see, I'm sure you're building oh, too, yeah. if it's downtown, mm-hmm. they're on rollers. So you want something scary? That's so scary. If you're scary, in a high rise, which I was in a high rise, earthquake. The things are fucking oh like gosh. like cartoons, like tree car, trees and cartoons like this. Yeah, but they don't break. It feels like it's gonna break. That's the scariest part. You it's feel awful. Like, oh. it, it can't be safe, but you know, <laughs> people smarter than me figured it out. Yeah. Listen, man, maybe you broke your bike because you're too thick to be on a bike. Maybe you're sick of the treadmill. Maybe you're sick of your stationary bike. I got you covered. If you're bored with your workout, if you're looking for a workout that keeps you engaged. Keeps you excited, keeps you motivated. You never get bored. It's super challenging. Then you've got to check out Fight Camp. Fight Camp brings the boxing gym to your living room or your garage, wherever you want to set this thing up. They provide all the gear, all right? You get top trainers, everything you need for great workouts. The boxing workout has always been ranked as one of the best ways to get in shape. And uh, it's also a fun way to, to get your cardio and your strength training. If you've ever done kickboxing, uh, boxing and thought about learning how, but uh, you're just like, man, I'm too busy. The boxing gym isn't open. All right, I got you guys covered. Check out Fight Camp. All right, for men, women, even families, great for all fitness levels. You guys are going to love it. Um, all you got to do comes with everything you need, man. There's a 12 week star program to teach you the fundamentals of boxing so you get a great workout every time. It's high-intensity interval training. You're going to lose the pounds. You can get Shred City. Plus, you learn how to box, access over 400 different workouts for all fitness levels, all right? You're going to get hooked on this, man. Learn a new skill. You're constantly getting better. You're getting in shape. Try Fight Camp workouts for free right now. Just download the Fight Camp app, select the workout of your choice, and uh, there you go. Try the trainer out and find one you like, and then you're off to the races. You learn how to box. You're getting in shape, right? Buy now, pay later. Don't have the money? Cool. We got you covered. There's financing. You pay less than $100 a month, which is cheaper than almost every box and gym. Plus, you'll save on commute time, on your gas, because you can do it from your freaking household. All right? The whole family uh, can get this for under $20 per person. Fight Camp offers flexible financing as low as zero APR. And right now, you guys can try Fight Camp for 30 days with the money-back guarantee. Just go to joinfightcamp.com slash B-E-L-T. That's right. Try Fight Camp for 30 days. If you don't love it, they'll refund your money. That's how confident they are, man. Train like a fighter and turn your sweat into results. 
Quit playing grab ass, man, on your bike or whatever you're doing and start the fight camp for freaking money back guaranteed. Join fightcamp.com slash B-E-L-T. Join fightcamp slash B-E-L-T. We are also brought to you by the one, the only Blue Chew. Guys, remember the days you're always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance, get that extra confidence in bed. All right, bluechew.com. Blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Take them any time, any dime, any time, day or night, full stomach, empty stomach, don't matter. Plus, since they're chewable, they work twice as fast as a pill. Um, if you could use a little turbo charge in the bedroom, Blue Chew is the fast and easiest way to enhance your performance and get it done. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy. It ships right to your door, a little discreet package. It's made in the U.S. of A. Uh, Blue Chew prepares and ships direct. They're cheaper than the pharmacy. Best of all, there's no more awkwardness with the doctor, all that. Forget about that. You guys get this special deal. Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment free when you use the code SHAB, S-E-H-A-U-B. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code SHAB to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and I thank them for being part of Blow the Belt. Let's get into some fighting, man. So you got some freaking docs to watch. Uh, yeah. So um, you got fights this weekend. You had fights last weekend. Um, you know, the the fight's a good card. Um, I would say, you know, I always like to give MB, MVPs and stuff like that. The MVP clearly is Derek Brunson, especially, you know, talking a, a three-to-one uh, dog, which was crazy. And, um, you know, Picks with Nick, and we'll get to his picks. He crushed it this weekend. Nice. But uh, he called it. He goes, I, I would stay away from Shabazi. And I went, really? He's such a monster. He goes, nah, you look at Derek Brunson's last fight. It's an easier matchup. Like, it's a similar matchup. Shabazi and striking is a little better, but similar matchup. I bet you Brunson beats him. Like, ah, maybe. I'm going to stay away from it. Yeah, Ian Heinish. He's like, he's seen this before. And you, you look at uh, Edmund. We haven't seen him against a really, really tough veteran. So I'm staying away from it. And he was right. Um, you know, it's tough because you're, you're happy for Derek Brunson, right? Being counted out and he's been doing it for so long. He's fought the who's who of the middleweight division. He has some great wins and I think he's on a streak now, three or four now. And, uh, but you always root for the, the young lion cause you, yeah, he's three in a row, uh, one, three out of his last five and he's won. F- what is that? That's five out of his last seven. Um, with wins over Leonardo Machida, uh, Theodoro, Ian Heinish, and now Shabazian. So something fun is in, in the future for him as far as matchup-wise. But um, for Shabazian, you know, a kid who's 11-0, a lot of hype going into it, still a bit of a dark horse. But like I say, my favorite part of sports is the come-up. Like, like uh, Zion Williams right now uh, in, in uh, the NBA or, um, you know, Patrick Mahomes before he was MVP just – slanging that ball that's fun lamar jackson when you know week two when he's starting and doing his thing that's fun and then when they get to the top of the mountain you're like all right that's they're just the goats and they're doing their thing and you tune in for greatness but it's not as fun when you got a young line like uh shabazi and you you want to see him come up the problem is too is with a guy like shabazi not the problem but in the ufc you got guys like conor mcgregor you got guys like john jones uh style bender uh izzy where they they get so good so fast so famous so fast and it's this fucking jetpack and we think that's 
you know, we put these labels on guys. And then when you get co-signed by Ronda Rousey and the camp, and he's the golden boy and, you know, Dana White got him on contender series. And there's just all, there's just more hype. I, I th- it can turn people off a little bit and it can put too much pressure on the kid. And I'm, I'm super high on him. I still am. Uh, his future's so bright. Um, you know, but Again, the uh, the Derek Brunsons of the world was it too much too soon? Yeah, the answer is yeah, yeah it was. And unfortunately, in mixed martial arts, especially in the UFC, it's it's unlike boxing. You know, Bellator does a good job building their their guys and um, get them more warm up fights and get them more experience. The UFC kind of just throws you to the fucking sharks, man, and sink or swim. And uh, you know, for him, it, it was uh, he, he sank here. It was just a lot for him. It was a lot. He was loading up on the right hand, just trying to knock him out right away. Derek Brunson wore him down. I thought they could have definitely stopped it towards the end of the second round, especially how young he is and how bright his future is. That elbow was just gnarly. You could tell his demeanor when he came out in that third round, like, dude, stop the fight. This kid obviously doesn't want to do this. He's going to get hurt. He ate a bunch more shots he didn't need to do. I just don't see the benefit of putting him out there. I don't see the benefit, the plus side at all. He wasn't winning the entire fight. That elbow was brutal, man. And he his career is just getting started. Why let him take extra shots? That's on his corner, man. That's on his team. They decided to put him out there. He ate some extra shots. Uh, for Derek Brunson, again, there's a lot uh, of fun fights for him in the middleweight division. But for uh, Edmund, it's just back to the drawing board. Hopefully, with all his talent and all the pressure of – being a world champion, um, he learns from this and he comes back even stronger. That, that's what champions do. And I, I do think he has the, the talent and the capability to do that. It's just, you know, we're going to find out what kind of fighter he is. Because when you're knocking everybody out, you're 11-0 and 0 and the, the world's your oyster. That's easy. That sport's easy when you're doing that. The hard part is when you lose, when you get embarrassed, and uh, how you come back from that means the world means the world to a fighter. So hopefully he comes back stronger, which I think he will, and I'm still very high on him. And uh, people are too quick to just throw a guy away, and uh, that's that's not what's going to happen here, man. There's a lot of lot of fun fights for him. Uriah Hall versus Shebazian would be fantastic, by the way. Um, there's a lot of fun fights for that kid. So uh, head up, you know, to Shabazian. I never say chin up to fighters. That's not good. <laughs> Uh, head up and uh, get back to the grind, man. You're gonna be fine. You're gonna be fine. How about uh, Calder uh, Calderwood? Yeah, um, Calderwood. Calderwood. She was gonna get a title shot. I was like, now nah, I want to stay active. Mm. Problem with that, you run into Jennifer Maya, and she was like, cool story. Let me see your arm. And uh, you know, now she's up there. That's that's the world we live in, man. You mm. know. But I, you know, with Calderwood, what a stud. What a, what a beast, man. I was about to say a stud. I don't know if you can call women stud, but what a stud at. Does that work? But uh, to risk it all, and it didn't end up going her way. But listen, in the flyweight division, one win, she's right back there. It's not that deep. You're going to be fine. I like the risk. Uh, Luke A versus Randy Brown. Dude, Luke A, man. Badass. God damn, is he a badass. Good Lord, is he a badass. He's just doing the damn thing. Uh, my favorite fight was uh, Bobby Green versus Venata. It was a uh, fight of the night last time, fight of the night this time. Dude, you see Bobby Green, and I knew a little bit of his story, but you see him in his post-fight speech, and not the one he oh, did, yeah. Ryan Kemper, but the one after that. God damn, we got to get him on food truck. For sure. I was thinking that, too. Got to get Bobby Green on food truck, because I want to dive more into his story. It's such a fantastic story. It's such a fantastic message. 
you know, grown up in foster care and 50 different homes. And, you know, he said he's seen some dark shit. Now he has kids and just he's fighting for his kids. And he wants his kids to know they have the same heart as him. Dude, you, I'm telling you, man, that pop of power, is, there's nothing like it, man. When you're fighting for kids or you're doing something for kids, it, it puts you in a different uh, kind of realm, man. And uh, I'll always be a Bobby Green fan after that, man. I knew a story, but not to that uh, magnitude. And just what a stun. What a freaking stud. He looked fantastic. Hopefully there's a, a, a good fight for him. But Bobby, uh, I'm sure this will get to you, man. Come on, food trucks. Let's talk about this journey uh, to, to, to get you to where you're at, man. But congrats, man. What a fight. What a freaking fight. And they gave him fight of the night, of course. Of course. Performance night, uh, Maya uh, Luque. How does Derek Brunson not get performance of the night? Dude, three to one dog. Everyone count him out. And everyone's like, well, we knew it was going to be tough. Well, you weren't before. Three to one dog. <laughs> Dominated. How do you not give that guy a bonus? Come on now. The blonde hair, Brunson? Who wants some? Come get some of Demolition Man. Who wants some of Demolition Man? Get you some. He's a nightmare, man. A nightmare. Especially that new camp doing the damn thing. All the fights were good, though, man. How about a lot of guys? How about a homeboy who passed out before you make it to the octagon? Yeah. They said it was from anxiety. Well, so Trevin Giles uh, and Joanne actually passed out after her fight. Yeah. I, I I wonder... Did they, do they know why after, after, you know, could be dehydration, could be after makes more sense than before. Yeah, for sure. The, you know, well, also go ahead. Well, so they canceled that fight. Trevin Giles was supposed to fight Ke- uh, Kevin Holland. You can't pass out and fight. No. And then Kevin Holland is actually sort of saying, implying that, uh, Trevin was holding his breath to pur- purposely pass out. So he wouldn't have to fight. Come on, come on. Mm-hmm. But this is a Jesus report from Christ the, trending. Re- Again, I don't see social media trending. Hashtag replace Ellen. Trending AK forty seven. Is the world on that fucking fire? Uh, we'll get to that in five yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, she was getting checked out. She's good. Um, after makes a little more sense. Shout out to John Wood, her fiance. Yeah. He's a stud too. I'm saying stud a lot for whatever reason. Why not? Why not? But John Wood's a stud. Congrats to him and everything. All the success. Listen. No, (laughs) to say that he purposely held his breath and passed out. (laughs) Come on, man. Come up with something better than that. That's ridiculous. But um, apparently I had heart irregularities. That may be the cause of this. Just had a heart cardiogram this morning, waiting for the good news. And back to Houston, I will go. I will enjoy my family. Sure, the loved ones, I'm okay. Um, Yeah, just reschedule the fight. Those two are going to fight. You you don't get in this business and hold your breath and try and pass out. Also, (laughs) Hold your breath and try to pass out. It doesn't work that way, unless he's a great actor. But even then, come on. You think he went through all this training camp and then just was like, uh, I'm out, dude. I wish for all those fans who I don't know if people are sending him hate or you know, judging him and stuff like that. I wish you could feel the anxiety of fighting another grown professional athlete in a steel cage. The anxiety is insane. And some guys do great with it. And but what I will say is every single fighter you watch has anxiety. Every single one. I know he, you know when they're like Shabazi and he's you know on the pre-show they're all he's just a guy who loves to fight. You can see him smiling. Doesn't look like they have the same nerves. Well, I promise you he does. I promise you he does. Everyone has anxiety. It's just how they deal with it, and some are better at overcoming it. So for homeboy to pass out, I get it, man. His anxiety's through the roof. He's trying to breathe. Maybe he's doing breathing techniques and pass the fuck out. 
That's what happened. They're going to fight. It's not the end of the world. But uh, fun night of fights, man. Yeah. Really fun night of fights. For Shabazzian, just got to get back on the horse. Same for Calderwood. Uh, Bob Green's going to be something fight. Bob Green got to get you on food truck. Uh, and Derek Brunson, man. How can you not root for Derek Brunson? Three to one fighting, you know, the old man fighting the young line, and the, the, the old man taught him a lesson. And I'm loose with that term, old man. We got great fights this weekend, which we'll get into in a little bit. But, dude, uh, I have it here. You know, I'm going to start a segment called Nick's Picks on here because Nick, the producer, King of Sting, me and him will talk fights. And when he starts talking betting, I'm like, this motherfucker knows what he's doing here. There's a lot of people do bets and stuff like that. This dude is batting a freaking pretty good average here. So his picks, listen to Homeboy's picks for the weekend. These are Nick's picks. He picked Jeffermaya. Uh, to win straight up, uh, he won that. He picked Bobby Green to win straight up, he won that. He picked Jonathan Martinez to win straight up, he won that. He picked uh, oh, that fight, that fight oh, it was a draw. So the Gutierrez fight and uh, Durden was a draw, so he didn't win that one. Um, and then he won on also, um, he picked uh, Shabazian, Derek Brunson over one and a half rounds, he won that. Over one and a half rounds, I didn't know they could bet that. Oh yeah, you can go. It's you oh, over under rounds. Mm. Yeah, I mean the the kid went one, two, three, four, five for five. <laughs> He's batting a hundred percent. You know how insane that is. It's a freaking Nick's picks are ridiculous, dude. Uh, I'll give you the pay, his picks for this weekend as well. We we need to do a little segment with it with you. See. We'll do it at the end. Okay. I'll give you Nick's picks at the end for the for the card. But yeah, UFC only. UFC only. But the dude's five for five. He sent me those. I'm like, okay. And then, you know, he goes, uh, did you see my picks? And I'll see him like, oh, shit. Did you go undefeated? He goes, yeah. Except for the one that was a draw. I'm like, that's ridiculous. You know how hard it is to go undefeated in MMA? It's fucking nuts, dude. It's nuts. Uh, we got some. Uh, let's get into some of the, the current events, man. Sure. You got some good current events. Oh, also this week, uh, the coast to coast, me or Luke Thomas and myself will be getting together and going over just uh, MMA in general, all the big fights, breaking all that down. And uh, I haven't caught up with him in a while. And I think it's his birthday. Hmm. So I sent him a little gift. <laughs> I know he's a whiskey man. Oh, interesting. So I sent him some nice Japanese whiskey. Thick whiskey? Hopefully it gets there in time. Hopefully it does. But yeah, we're doing that tomorrow. So probably come out Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, what do you got, man? All right. This is Dana White reacting to Dan Hardy and Herb Dean. So I'll play this little clip for you. Love Dan. You know, Dan got emotion. And the problem is now with this setup, it's a lot easier to do. Okay. It's a lot easier to interact with everybody from the fighters to the refs to the media and everybody. If you work for me at any capacity and you approach a referee or judge or an official, I will fire you that night on the spot. That that can never happen here ever again. Yeah, he's I mean he's right. You can't have that. I love the passion out of Dan. I support Dan 100%. I think he was in the right there and uh, that is his guy, but you just can't have that. Can you imagine if they were doing that every fight? As a business owner, you can't have it. Professional, yeah, yeah, you can't have it. You know that image too when you see Dan Hardy like yelling at Herb. Yeah, I posted it. I heard that it was Herb that approached Dan, but it looks like Dan went over to Herb, right? Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, Herb went over as, "Hey, dude, I can hear you. Shut your mouth." (laughs) Something like that. Interesting. Yep. But yeah, uh, Dana's right here. You can't have that. Yeah. All right. 
Next one. Great news. Khabib and Khabib and Justin are fighting October 24th. Dude, you know how I'm not really, I'm not on social media. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see a lot of stuff. A lot of my news I found out in here or somebody would text me, you know, Rogan or Luke or somebody in the, in the MMA world would text me or I just from fans, like I was at Starbucks with a, with my, with this one, looking like the big gay cowboy. And, uh, this guy's all, you know, we're talking. He's like, dude, how about the announcement? I was like, <laughs> is the day that I got announced? I was like, what announcement? He's like, okay, quit fucking me. Who you got, man? I was like, I dude, I promise you, I have no idea what you're talking about. He's like, Khabib Gaethje, dude, it's official. That's how I found out. Mm-hmm. That's how I found out. I love this fight. Uh, best matchup they can make all year. I, mean, sure. I cannot wait. I cannot freaking wait. Hopefully both stay healthy. Um, listen, stylistically, out of anybody ju- or anybody Khabib's ever fought, mm-hmm. there couldn't be somebody that would give him more problems stylistically than Justin Gaethje. It's an amazing fight. We're going to find out how good Khabib is. And I think we realize that Justin Gaethje's the real deal off that Tony Ferguson fight. You do that to oh, Tony yeah. Ferguson, you're the real freaking deal. He should 100% have a belt. I, I don't think Khabib could do that to Tony. Again, it's all about style matchups. And Justin Gaethje, match, if you're a Justin Gaethje fan, you're excited about his chances of beating Khabib. Because style, I'm not saying he's going to beat him, but I don't know what the, are there odds already? I'm sure I could find some. Yeah, if there's odds odds out there already, dude, if you're a betting man, put your money now on Gaethje. I'm sure it's going to start swinging. Now, I'm not saying he's going to win, but uh, he has a a better chance than anybody. Minus 350, plus 285 underdog. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm putting, you know, a grand on minus 285. Just just because stylistically, it's gonna give Khabib uh, a problem on paper. We'll see. We'll see what happens. They're gonna have to figure that out inside the cage. But you know, that's a oh my god, that's dope a dope ass fight. God, do you think it's a little early though with Khabib? No, no, no. I, and this is the other thing. You know, Khabib's father passed away. You know, not that Khabib needs motivation or a reason to to go down as one of the greatest to ever do it. Ah. Uh, as much as Justin Gaethje, and that's why I love this fight. There's so many stories with it. As much as Justin Gaethje is a nightmare of a matchup for Khabib, I would not want to be the guy who fights Khabib after his father passed away. Mm. I would not want to be the guy who Khabib bottles all this emotion up because that's what you're going to do as a Russian. You bottle all this emotion up and you put it in your training and you'll be more focused than ever before. So you're getting the best version of Khabib, you're getting the best version of Justin Gaethje, and you're getting the best fight in history at 155. <sighs> Fingers crossed nobody gets hurt or yeah. nothing happens. But I love it. Amazing fight. All right, so since this happened, remember we talked before about Khabib saying there's only two more fights for him, and then he's done? So this would be one of them. And the next one he's talking about, he posted this on Rogan's. I guess Rogan did an Instagram about who's the best uh, lightweight. And then he did this underneath his comments. So for first, Notorious puts chill, bro. I had a hangover when he fought Khabib. Hilarious, right? Connor. And then Khabib said, chill, bro. <laughs> I had a hangover. And then Khabib put October, Justin, April, GSP. I'd love for uh, Connor to get another chance at Khabib with a full camp and not be hungover. 
but uh, I'm not mad at any of those. The, the GSP thing, I get it from a to go down as the greatest 155 of all time. There's a lot of interest there. It'd be an insane pay per view uh, fight. I mean, what what is what is GSP 39 now? Cutting to 55. I would assume Khabib be a pretty f- big favor favorite. I don't know. Would you would you, would you rather see? Would you rather see? A uh, prime Conor McGregor versus uh, Khabib for his last fight, or thirty-nine-year-old GSP cutting weight at thirty-nine years old to fight Khabib. Honestly, I'd rather watch GSP because we saw Conor, and it's just- but that but to Conor's defense, like and the I've hangover. heard from people close to him, <laughs> yeah. that dude barely trained <clears throat> for that fight and didn't do terrible. Mm-hmm. Well, if that's the case, if he really didn't train and didn't take it that seriously, then. It'd be interesting, but for right now, I, for some Let's reason, GSP. something about GSP coming back, and he's been like, you know, what well, he's one of the best of all hey, time. Hey, Khabib, could you do three? Can you? How about how about you solve all our problems? Just do three. three. You go Gaethje, GSP, Connor. Can you do that? Do you hate money? Think about the money that boy's gonna make yeah. off fighting just in Gaethje from fighting GSP the and fight Connor. Dude, we're printing money, baby. We're printing money. So much. You want to buy Russia? What do you want to do, dude? <laughs> what do you want to do? You can buy all the fucking grizzly bears you want to wrestle with in your retirement. Any, we'd paint those things gold. Whatever you want to do, baby. Hell yeah. Either way, god dang, dude. What a time to be alive and be a mixed martial arts fan. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, Justin Gaethje, Khabib. I can't wait. And you know how Dana White used to say he does. Oh, you know the UFC did not want that fight to happen. Khabib and GSP. Yeah, remember they want they both wanted it, but the UFC didn't want it. Yeah. But now Dana's saying like we want you know Khabib's amazing. We want to give him that fight, so he's on board. Oh, I I did heard that soundbite where I saw people going crazy over Khabib GSP. I'm like, oh, what's going on? I heard and then I listened to the soundbite. It doesn't sound like Dana's chomping at the bit to get it done. They go, what do you think it'd just be Khabib? He's like, we love Khabib. Um, yeah, sure, yeah. I guess. You know, if that, you know, we, we'll, do, we'll do whatever he wants to do. Mm-hmm. But it didn't sound like he was like, oh, yeah, hell yeah, I'll make that fight. <laughs> I mean, he's kind of like, ah, I guess, if that's what he wants to do. You know, I'm with Dana. I'm like... I would love it. I'm all about it. And I love GSP, right? Trained with him, lived with him. Listen, man, it's like when I say lived with him, lived like same camp. They don't mm. live in his house, but, you know, uh, flew to Montreal to work out with him for weeks. But um, yeah, I got a 39 GSP cutting to 55. I just feel like it's a nightmare for him <laughs> against Khabib. What happens though? Like, because they both are going to bounce, right? After after the fight, that's both what's great bounce. about this. Yeah. See ya, and then fifty five so stacked. Yeah. These other killers step up to the plate. Yeah, it could be great. Now here, here now here, here's what everybody's forgetting. Khabib has his toughest fight. Listen, Justin Gaethje is a tougher fight than GSP. Hate to tell you, way tougher fight than GSP. Tougher fight than Conor McGregor, even with a full camp. Justin Gaethje stylistically is a nightmare of a matchup for Khabib. It's going to give him the most frits. So we'll see how he deals with it. What if Justin Gaethje wins? Is it still two more fights, or is he done after that? Mm. What about Justin Gaethje versus Connor? What about Justin Gaethje versus GSP? Because stylistically, again, Justin Gaethje versus GSP is a horrible matchup for GSP. It got really interesting. But here, here's what's interesting: Justin Gaethje versus Connor is a good matchup for Connor, isn't it? W- weird the way styles make fights. People always say that styles make fights. 
Connor is a better matchup for Gaethje for his style against Gaethje. But Gaethje versus Khabib is the worst matchup for Khabib. That's the way it works. But if they all, if, if uh, Khabib and GSP just bounce, 55 is wide open yeah. for all sorts of monsters licking their chops. Division be just fine. <laughs> what else you got? Uh, this is just to close it off. So. Damn, just when I thought, <laughs> this is GSP yeah. posting this. Damn, just when I thought I'd have peace of mind, I look forward to watching Khabib versus Gaethje in October. Best of luck to them. Interesting. He recently said that he's done, done. Remember? He was like, yeah, I'm done, done. But now it's like, oh, crap. Khabib wants GSP. He's got to take that fight. It's just, I'm just worried about him at 55. Yeah. Yeah, 55. That's crazy. All right. Next one. Robert Whitaker is already back versus Jared Cannonier at UFC 254. Ooh, I love this. Again, Cannonier is a guy where you look at his freaking record. You're like, how is this guy not a bigger star? How has he not fought in more main events? Like, what's happening here? It's just... You know, we've seen it before. We've seen it at 70 with your boy Leon Edwards. Like, you look at the record, like, the fuck they got to do, man? Now, granted, uh, you know, he lost Dominic Reyes, uh, Ian Blakovich. He beat David Branch, who's no punk. Anderson Silva, ever heard of him? And then Jack Hermanson. You know, so he's won three in a row. Yeah, so now he's getting Robert Whitaker. Very tough fight. Very tough fight. Uh, listen, man. If Robert Whitaker shows up, same Robert Whitaker shows up that fought Darren Till, it's gonna be a tough night for anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, as high as I am, as much as I love Izzy, that that's a different fight. If that Robert Whitaker shows up, does he beat Stylebender? I don't know. Even if he shows up, I don't know if he's good enough to beat Stylebender, but has a damn good chance. Very tough fight for uh, Jared. Tough. Very very tough. I would assume he's a uh, probably a three to one underdog on that fight. Hmm. As good as Whitaker looked, you forget how good Whitaker is, man. I mean, he took those two years off, right? Yeah. Jesus Christ, he's so goddamn good. He is so good at fighting. He was meant to be a fucking fighter. He is so good. Oh shit, minus one thirty. Wow. Just a slight underdog. That was Interesting. from December twenty fourth. 2019. Okay, that's quite some time ago. <laughs> oh, because they're supposed to fight. I guess so. Okay, that's a little while ago. Uh, what else you got? I, I bet you those odds are different now. Mm. Uh, what do you think the Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. pay per view price will be? I'd pay 4.99. <laughs> Again, I'm I'm just not thrilled about it. I think it's all uh, a cash grab. You know, it's two 50 mm. year olds going at it. I just Listen, to each their own. Again, if that's what you want to do, do it. I'm just, you know, I'm like, all right, will I watch it? Probably. I've, I'm a degenerate for fighting. Will you pay this much? $49.99? Yeah, <laughs> I will. Well, I, it just, you know, they have heavier gloves on. They're not going to knock each other out. Well, both over 50. But I did hear a thing with Mike Tyson's yep. like, what we want to do is start this league. Is it a league or whatever? But start this promotion so you know when athletes get done and they want something to do, they can do it. You know, like what they're doing. Nate Robinson, who's a former NBA player, and he's fighting um, Jake uh, Paul. Jake Paul. All right. Again, if there's a platform for it, you guys can make money and have uh, something to do. Do it. I'm not. 
you know, chomping at the bit for it. After we just got done breaking down Justin Gaethje versus Khabib, you know, then I got to break down Jake Paul versus fucking Nate Robinson. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to go balls deep in it, you know. I don't know anybody who is in our sport, but mm. if this is what they want to do, and oh, I hope they sell 10, 10 million pay-per-views. I hope they get all the money in the world and they can keep doing it and it's successful. I don't know. I don't know, dude. And you know how you mentioned the knockout part? So Tyson recently said, I think with TMZ, that he is going for the knockout. Well, they have to say that now, yeah, right? Now. They saw the backlash. <laughs> I would bet my last dollar on it, nobody gets knocked out. And if they do, it's going to be very, very similar to what Floyd did to that poor Japanese kid. Japanese or Korean? Japanese. Yes. What he did. Yes, what yeah. he did. I love when people defend that. God damn, dude. I, to me, it was like obvious, but whatever. Couldn't get more obvious, yeah. but to each its own. Too. Yeah. All right. Your boy, Mike Perry, he's having a baby. Uh, good for you, man. Right. Have some things to figure out. <laughs> Have some other stuff to figure out. But uh, you you know what? Hmm. You know what? I, this is the best thing to happen to Mike Perry. If anything is going to get you to yep. calm the fuck down and harness down to the ground, anything that's going to humble you is a child. Because now it's not about you, Mike Perry. Now you doing that shit in that restaurant and doing all that. And I saw you issued an apology, and that's a great way. And I don't think you should be suspended. I don't think you should be cut from the UFC. Everybody makes mistakes. God knows. So um, it's, uh, it's a blessing in disguise. I'm sure it's a stressful time for him. He's trying to figure things out. If anything is going to get you to calm the fuck down and humble yourself and make you do the right thing, it's kids. So for him, this is a blessing in disguise. And you always say they fight better, right? You want to be focused, or you want you want to you want to you know win at all costs. Get a kid, man. Mm-hmm. You're fighting for something bigger than yourself. And for a guy like Mike Perry, he probably needs this. You know, mm-hmm. good for him, man. Yeah. Nothing better. Congrats. It's a boy too. Nothing by the way. better. A little boy like you, and it's a boy. Mm-hmm. So, dude, there you go. Be a role model, man. And I I I will bet money on this. I will bet anybody on this. I bet you he quits doing all these shenanigans. Yeah. I bet you we don't see him being drunk in bars anymore, or fighting people in the streets anymore. I bet you don't see it anymore. I pray to God we don't see it. Because <laughs> now, you know, you got to take out, take care of this little kid, man. He's going to see all this shit when he gets older. Yep. You have to think about the kid. Congrats to uh, Mike Perry and his girl. Latour. That's really cool, man. Congrats, Mike. All right. The next one is just a picture of Junior Dos Santos. Check him out. <laughs> oh my god i don't know what's going on but <clears throat> he's looking what do you do get a jacked. bike <laughs> holy shit dude stop what you're doing right now jds is an underdog bet on him right now before this changes the lines he is jacked fucking city with a creepy mustache yep. he's never had a good hairline don't hold it against him <laughs> but that mustache is thick and that body is right that boy is juicy in a good way he's dripping wet god dog tan too it's saturday thank you god for one more great week of work (laughs) hashtag all the way up holy shit i don't know what those hashtags mean but hell yeah dude all the way up baby boom damn he's never been that ripped right never even before you saw the game sniffing around (laughs) never he looks ridiculous. Yeah. That's the body I want. <laughs> the mustache is getting there. I've been growing this thing out for a hot second now. It's getting a little darker. Looking like my papa. I know it's starting to grow in. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long I'm going to do it. Can't go just straight mustache. Might be weird. Mm-mm. 
That's what my dad had growing up since I was, I don't know, 17 when he shaved it off. Thought he looked terrible, but now he's kept it off. Junior Dos Santos, shout out to that man. Jesus Christ. Yes, People forget how good he was, man, back in the day. I mean, his body's ridiculous. Besides Francis, best body in the division. Now he's good oh, enough yeah. for sure. Good for you. Good for you. Fighting Rosenstruck, too. Yeah. Everybody counting him out. I see that body. That's a lot of hard work. You keep smiling, Chain. You're smiling like you know. <laughs> you're, you're thinking he's eating some acai. I don't know. You're uh, thinking he's eating some special acai. Maybe I, you know, it's weird because he's like the su sweetest, nicest guy he's in the nice world. Right? But then he did kind of have a, a. He popped for something way back. Like it was something weird. Did he? Yeah. Are you sure? He said he didn't take it. Yeah. It was a while well, back. Of course though. he said he didn't take it. You sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm wrong, someone correct me. Well, he's popping for being shredded. Yeah. How about that, Doug? God damn. Good for you, dude. All right. We have some BKFC news. Thank you for that. Picture. <laughs> You're welcome. Motivational. Tiago Alves and Phil Baroni and Hector Lombard versus Kendall Grove. God damn. Bare knuckle with the I come know. up. That's a trippy matchup. Tiago Alves versus... Phil Baroni is going to be so violent. Mm -hmm. How about Phil Baroni's uh, comment? Nice shot of me getting kicked in the balls. Yeah, it what? is him getting kicked in the nuts. Oh, shit. <laughs> Holy shit. What a fight. What a freaking fight. Yeah. What was the other one? Lombard versus Grove. Jesus Christ, Grove. I love Kendall. Who's fighting Hector Lombard with no gloves? I know. September 19th. <sighs> is that going to be more or less than the Mike Tyson Roy Jones shit. They're always less. I think they're they're like in the twenty range. I think. See, and that's a good deal. <laughs> that is a fantastic deal. They're not trying to charge seventy nine ninety nine to watch some bare knuckle fighting. Mm -hmm. Their last card was free on YouTube. They streamed it for free. <laughs> wow. God bless you, man. And they also have crowds too because they're shooting in Mississippi. They have what? what? They have crowds. Everyone no was six feet apart though. That was just sketchy because like, it was the first thing I saw with actual fans. Was it weird? It was a little bit weird hearing cheering. Oh, they do have fat fans. Yeah, it's almost... 29 99 Get a pay-per-view code, $15 credit. Boom. Boom. <laughs> damn. $15.99 doing the damn thing. What a great deal. Shout out to Bare Knuckle right now. Those and fights are amazing. When, when is that? September 13th. And Kev said there's going to be a crowd. Interesting. If it's a Mississippi. Is it weird I don't like crowds anymore? <laughs> How about I don't want a crowd anymore at my fights? I like hearing the corners. I like hearing the, the foot slap on the elbow and shit. Football, I need a crowd. Mm. Um, so I know you're not going to like this. Also has to do with BKFC. But apparently, they've been talking to Paige Van Zandt. And this is what... Paige, stop. I know. So Mike Russell broke the news and he said... Uh, Hearing Paige Van Zandt is close to finalizing a deal with BKFC, but then someone who actually works at BKFC said that they, they're, they're definitely talking, but they're nowhere near like actually signing yet. This is part of the problem with BKFC is they've announced things, right? Like, mm -hmm. remember, we signed Mike Tyson. Like, so when you start doing that, it just becomes a little bit of a shit show. Uh, you can't do that. Uh, I can confirm there are talks. I work for the company. Well, if you work for the company, why are you saying this stuff, dude? Uh, just no, the that, other guy reported it, so he's correcting him. Okay. 
just asked David about your tweet because he asked me two weeks ago for thoughts on possibly signing today. He said, there are talks, but nothing close. Like you said, we'll see, but this is the latest. Oh, I see. He's correct in the mm-hmm. day. Um, hate it for Paige. Hate it. I know of all it's the It's the promotions. worst decision you could possibly make in your career. You want to ride off to no man's land and never be talked about again? Do this, Paige. There's no one for you to fight. It's bare knuckle. It's not mainstream. I don't know what the pay is like, but it's very short-sighted. You're much more uh, likely to do a career and doing whatever you want to do. Sign with Bellator. Uh, and remember, Bellator is over with CBS Showtime now. The the amount of uh, things we're, we're going to do to make that a better product and a, a bigger and compete with the UFC on a much more grand scale is going to be, you're talking about Viacom, CBS money here, son. So the future for Bellator is huge. You look at the fights they're putting on, they're going the right direction. I'm not clowning bare knuckle boxing or whatever the fuck it's called. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. But what I am saying is if you're Paige Van that and she has a huge career ahead of her in TV and stuff like that, this ain't the route to go, girl. Oof. The cuts, Notice man. who's signing with them. You have the world by the balls. There's so much you can do in TV and fighting and other things. You do this, you're running off a sunset, and we can't see that sunset, unfortunately. This ain't the way. And that's, again, that's not a knock on bare-knuckle boxing. What it is, it's a knock on her choice to go this route. Because she's not some old fighter. She's done all she can, and now she's doing bare-knuckle to get payday, and we all know her name. We're going to tune in. No, no, no. You, you're, you're young. Go over here. This ain't going anywhere either, either Paige. If, if anywhere, it's going to go belly up and not be around. That's the one thing you got to hope doesn't happen, which I hope doesn't happen. I like watching it. It's fun. It's fun. But for Paige, this ain't. This ain't for you. This ain't for you. Yeah, it just doesn't Again, not that's right. not a knock on bare knuckle fighting championship. They they put give a great product, especially for bare knuckle. They do a great job and there's some fun matchups. It's not for Paige as well. It's not a match. If this is if she's an avatar and that's her horse, they're not gonna ma- mm-hmm. mesh. Go find this horse over here who's gonna take you to the career you want to have, Paige. Agree. All right, next one. So according to Errol Spence Jr. and Danny Garcia, they both saying that the fight's back on for November 21st. Hell yeah. Yeah. Done deal. King of the division is back. Wow. November 21st on Fox Pay-Per-View. Danny Swift. Here we go. Errol Spence signed, sealed, delivered. My 10th world title fight. It's time to crown the king again. Tough fight for your boy, uh, Danny Garcia. Mm. I love Danny Garcia. He's so entertaining. Great boxer. Errol Spence is the real motherfucking deal. Remember, this is after his uh, car crash. Yep, his first return. The video of that car crash. Oh, my God. Shout out to the freaking uh, 48 Spider. Because they said if if there's a roof and his seatbelt seat was in, he'd be dead. Yeah. No roof and no seatbelt. No belt. roof. No seatbelt. <laughs> Crazy. We good, baby. All right. This is a quick one. Ryan Bader's taking on Vadim Nemkov. Tough fight for Bader. Nemkov, no punk. Six fight win streak, I think it is. No punk. Yeah, yeah. Very tough fight. Alrighty. Uh, this Love is, that. Mm-hmm. Uh, not this one, but this one. So apparently this badass. Kyle, just stop Kyle's for a right. second. Yeah. Just <laughs> just, the, just the page. Is this how they put it? Or did you pause it? I, I, it's got to be just positive. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's funny. So comes out or Cosmat. Shemaev, uh, Shemaev, Shemaev, Shemaev. So he's been killing it recently, right? Uh, apparently, back when 
Connor was talking smack about Khabib and also Chechens and stuff like that. Was this when before? Is yeah. this before uh, the Eagle pick, the best pick of mixed martial arts of all time, <laughs> where he's jumping off the cage about to kick somebody in the face? Before, yeah. This, okay. Yeah. So do you know how they were talking? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Connor was going at him. Yeah, so yeah. It got bad. Got bad. So Kamza or she may have actually traveled from Sweden to Ireland to kick Connor's ass. Oh my God. But he was stopped at the airport. He was held like a court, uh, quarantine. The- Quarantine, right? Not quarantined. Uh, yeah, they quarantined before. Detained? Detained, yeah. But this was like back then, though. Okay. Yeah, so he actually- But they still call it quarantine. Like, oh, I got quarantined in LA or I got quarantined in England. Possibly, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, or detained sounds right, but- Yeah, small detail. But yeah, so I guess the cops held him for a while. And they then they made him- he was there to do work? I don't know if they knew, but they just wouldn't allow him in, so he had to fly back. They, they flew him back Jesus to uh, Sweden. What a gangster. I know. So he, he's going to fly to Dublin- and thought he was going to get a hold of Conor, Conor McGregor in Dublin ass, yeah. by himself. Mm-hmm. You crazy, you crazy. Dude. But also, I love you, You're badass. <laughs> also, it's a real badass move. Now, yeah. I don't know if he's going to beat Conor McGregor up, mm-hmm. but yeah, what a crazy story, dude. The, the stories I hear about that kid, I heard in, in the gym, he is a monster, monster. He looks like a monster too, in a good way. Yes, in a fighter way. That's a terrible picture we froze it on. The guy on the left looks <laughs> Let me very. See. There you go. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Much better. There you go. Yeah, it's just the pause. Yeah. His yellow teeth. That's about tough. <laughs> okay, let's see what else next. Uh, just to be good, good looking dude. Just saying, where we paused it, it was a tough look. There you go. But it was our doing, not his yeah. looks. Okay. This is just a cool one. Uh, so Tony Ferguson has been kind of quiet for a while, but now he's speaking up and he's saying that he would actually fight McGregor or Dustin Poirier. I love the Poirier fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, listen, either either route he wants to go. I love both of those. I love that fight for Connor. I love that fight for Tony. Dustin Poirier, you know, coming off that long layoff after he lost to Khabib with the surgeries and, you know, doing what he had to do and then beating Hooker. He's right there, man. Poirier versus uh, Justin Gaethje is, uh, I'm sorry, Poirier versus uh, Tony Ferguson, a fantastic fight. And then Poirier wins that. It's like, remember, Dustin Poirier beat Justin Gaethje. It's about matchups, you fucks. So Dustin Poirier, if Justin Gaethje became champ and uh, Poirier were to beat uh, Tony Ferguson, then he fights uh, Justin Gaethje. You're talking about a straight path for Dustin Poirier to be a world champion, which I love. Shout out to Dustin Poirier. Shout out to Theo Vaughn for hanging on his nuts <laughs> when he just got into UFC like two weeks ago. If you want to see something funny, bring Theo cage side to Dustin Poirier. <laughs> Screaming. You've never seen a bigger lot lizard in your life. <laughs> Oh my God, rip his head off. You go, boy. Oh my God. Be careful. Think you threw a babe in there? What? (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Either way, do something. Let's go, man. Mm -hmm. For Connor, for Tony, for Poirier, give them what we want. All the, whatever they do, it's good for business. If you're a fan, if you're UFC, whatever, you can't fuck up 55. Nobody could fuck up matchmaker at 55. Donald Trump couldn't fuck this up. It's too easy all the way around the board. You can't fuck it up. Fauci couldn't mess this up. It's all good, baby. What else you got? All right. God, it's a good time to be a UFC fan. Yes, sir. So this is not too crazy a news, but. Dude, I found out again about this. I had no idea what he was talking about. The guy at Starbucks. (laughs) Starbucks where I get my information now. Go ahead. So Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, he's like a huge online, like social media presence. He's like the motivational guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't buy it. I, it's always weird to me I don't me buy too, any of that shit. You want to get motivated? 
Watch Tony Ferguson fight. You want to get motivated? Watch freaking Michael Phelps swim. You want to get motivated? Watch the Greek freak dunk a basketball. You want to get motivated? Watch Bill Burr do stand-up. Yeah, the motivation thing is a little weird for me, but I mean, it does help people. Does Again, keep- if it helps you, Good. fuck it. I don't care. If eating 90 bananas a day helps you, do it. If Gary V helps you, watch Dude. his shit. All right. So what is this? So he has a sports agency, and then he's signing on a bunch of different fighters. So you're out of Faber, Tony Ferguson, Colby Covington, Chris Weidman, Eddie Alvarez, Vitor Belfort, Curtis Blades, your boy. So so several well-known UFC stars, including Hall of Famer, you're out of Faber, have signed on with the sports agency owned by entrepreneur Gary V. Uh, Viner, Gary, so V Sports, it's called V Sports, huh? <laughs> v Sports will represent former Tony Ferguson, Kobe Compton, Faber, amongst others, announced to do more than inches at a combat action sports division, along with its football division. Uh, the baseball and esports branches of Viner Sports also launched, or again, that dude's trying to take over the world. Yep. Good for him. That's motivational. Um, MMA agent Lloyd Pearson is bringing the crop of fighters, which also includes Chris Weidman. How are you not going to start off with Chris Weidman, Eddie Alvarez, you fucked? Uh, heavyweight contender Curtis Blades, uh, Vitor Belfort. Um, all right, the run date. Okay, the goal of the new division is sure these athletes receive similar fights and benefits enjoyed by other professional athletes. Hey, Gary V, just got an MMA, huh? Have fun with that. Uh, let me know how your conversations go with Dana White. Uh, not like he's in such a rude awakening. Not only do these men and women take on uh, great risks and outcomes, they also serve the lifeblood of the industry that has blossomed into a multi-billion dollar revenue generating machine. The skill and charisma of these young men and women are sure to propel MMA to even greater revenue. Our job is to ensure these athletes share in the growth. Again, good okay. luck with that, man. You're not the first one to do it. I hope you guys get it done. Uh, Varner Sports began in 2016 as a football agency. Um, brother, Oh, his brother started AJ. Gary V, uh, the co-owner, uh, motivational speaker, and internet personality. Who do they have uh, in football? I wonder. Like, how's it going for these other athletes? I don't know. You're talking about a different animal, though, because they have the they get football has the the players association, which is a beast. They're gonna get to MMA. I'm like, wait, what? They have no rights. <laughs> we don't, dude. We're in leather helmets. But listen, you're getting these smart minds in it. And listen, one thing Gary Vee isn't is stupid. So when you get a smart mind focused on MMA and fighters' rights, I'm all about it. Get them, Gary. Get them. Do a motivational thing. Get them. All right. Let's take a look at this. This is what John Jones posted a few days ago, four days ago. In regards to what? He just posted it. So it looks like it sounds like a retirement kind of a post. Contrary to popular opinion, quitting is for winners. Knowing when to quit, change direction, leave a toxic situation, demand more from life, give up on something that wasn't working, and move on is a very important skill that people who win at life all seem to have. I couldn't agree more than this. Mm-hmm. I Now, I don't know what's it. Yeah, it's a little vague. Regard, yeah. Yeah, it, dep- it depends, you know, for, for you know, a guy like Khabib, right? We, he could fight 15 more times, but for him to – do these two fights and right off the sunset with all his wits and uh, health and you, and you're comfortable financially. Yeah, man, that, that takes a real uh, smart and uh, I'd say educated person with a high IQ to do that. But as a fan, to know when to get out is very, very smart. Now, if John Jones is fine 
as far as physically and mentally, and there's no CT and there's stuff like that, for him to walk away from what he could have done at heavyweight is a bummer as a fan. But we don't know what John Jones is feeling. We don't know what John Jones' exact financial situation is. If John Jones has enough money in the bank to never fight again, never get punched in the face again, stop doing it. Mm. That would be my message for anybody. If you're set financially, don't get punched in the face anymore. John goes down as the GOAT no matter if he fights again, loses, wins, draws. It doesn't matter. You're the GOAT. You have enough money? Yeah, dude. Do your thing. I guess. Do your thing. You know? <laughs> it's better for you for sure, but heavyweight, that would be amazing. I agree. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Below the Belt fan sent this in. It's, uh, it's a pretty cool story. Uh, the fan's name is Jake Bell. He said- Jake uh, Bell? Jake Bell. I believe it's Jake Bell. Jake Bell from Colorado? I'm not sure. I had a good I'll friend named Jake Bell uh, from Colorado. Interesting. I'll look at it later. Yeah. See. But um, so Clay Collard used to be a UFC fighter. He was like one in three in the UFC, but then he started doing boxing and now he's like a sort of a sensation, like what? six and one. Uh, yeah. The, he won six of, out of his last seven. That's impressive. And uh, he's <clears throat> building like some sort of a following now. And then even like boxers, uh, like Tim Bradley, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. singing his praises as well. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. No, so it's pretty well, cool. Not doing hey, well. Uh, Clay Collard. Now you got a fan here too, buddy. Yeah. Keep doing the damn thing. Collard's greatest claim to fame was taking his first UFC fight on short notice against future champion Max Holloway. He lost third round uh, knockout. He won a three record. Uh, okay. Ended it. Uh, it was during the window. Encouraged Collard to hone in his boxing skills. Very, very long story, but yeah. He managed three draws. Hold up. Uh, he managed three draws and one loss within six weeks stress. They made him pick up steam. Colors six and one's past seven fights. So he lost some big prospect. Yeah. Damn. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's cool. Hell yeah, it's, it's cool. cool. How can you not root else. for that guy? There you go. Uh, this is what Dana White says, and he agrees with you. It's hard to not say we can give Matt. It's hard to not say. We I hate can, the way he worded it. It's yes. hard. To not it's hard say. not to give what he should. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me help him. It's hard not to give Max a rematch for that fight again. Do it a third time. I think all of the fans and the media would agree with that. He too, one hundred percent. Yeah. But what's funny with that, uh, you know, see, poor Alex Vol- Volkanovsky is like Alexander Volkanovsky. I call him Alex. I don't know him at all. Uh, we call him Big Al. Uh, Big Al says, dude. What's it going to take for you guys to get over this? Do I have to beat him? To, are, you, are we just going to keep fighting till he wins, you son of a bitches? I'm with him, and it's not your fault. Dude, Alex, we can't move on until you clearly beat Max yeah. from this. We can't. The division can't. We got to see it a third time. You've beat him twice. Who cares, dude? What are you scared of? And I'm not saying scared, yeah, but I'm saying scary. financially, like, do it, dude, and close that chapter. You go 3-0 against Max. Well, you're already, okay, are you the greatest of all time? You beat Max Holloway three fucking times? No matter what we think, a lot of people think you lost to him twice. Doesn't matter. Record books show you beat him two fucking times. You beat him a third time? We going Sizzler, baby. What I do believe they're one and one, for sure. So I think they're one, the third. The first one, Alex Alexander probably won that fight. The second uh, one, yeah. Max won. Yes, 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 exactly. So they're one and one. That's mm-hmm. why I need a third one. Yeah, yeah. I sure. truly believe they're one and one. So give me a, uh, the rubber match. Exactly. All right. Here's a couple of fight announcements. Walt Harris versus Alexander Volkov. I'll take that. Yeah. Love it. UFC 254. Shout out to Walt Harris. This is a targeting. So it's not put together yet, but Edson Barbosa versus Jeremy Stevens. 
for October 3rd. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then you talked about this many times. So Zabit is sort of confirming it that him and Yaya Rodriguez will be fighting. Here's a little thing there. Is that a poster somebody made? (laughs) I guess. August 29th. Who made this poster? I don't know. Not not, uh, our boy. I can't tell. Oh my God, that poster is hot. I love the eyes, yeah. Oh my God, that shit is filthy. So that's August 29th. I don't think they have venues for all these yet. Okay, uh, this is pretty crazy. I'll show you this video first. That's Mark, Gar- Mark Goddard. Who's my favorite ref, who I think- He's awesome, yeah. You know, with what happened with Herb lately, if, if I had one fight left for mm-hmm. a world title and I could pick one ref, it'd be Mark Goddard. All right, let me play this video for you real quick. Also, if I was making a calendar of them shirtless, Mark Goddard would also be December. <laughs> All right. For whatever that's worth. Whatever it's worth. And Herb would be October. Okay. <laughs> that's kind of something you see from an early fighter grabbing onto something that's not even there and just wearing oh, can, themselves out. They can finish it off here. Oh, dude, you gave him your neck. Watch this. What the hell was that? Now watch this. He pushes Mark. Yes. All right, stop it there. Uh-huh. Rewind. Here's the problem. This is the first time he's seen this. Mm-hmm. Look where the fighter taps. I know. I don't look know. Look where he taps. He's panicking, right? No, no, look where he taps. So how how would the how would who's the man in trouble? Ahmad? Ahmed? Or is uh Ahmad, yeah. Ahmad. 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 So I went he taps like Theo or Chappelle did when I was choking him out. <laughs> Play the video. Mm-hmm. Look where he taps. But then Mark's oh, then he taps arm. the leg. And then also Mark's, I don't have an argument. Mark's arms my argument's all over gone. him. Yeah. I rest my case. So he held him Cancel, long. that's all I have. Yeah, that's he tapped because he tapped the mat and the leg. He yeah. went like this. And then he pushed Mark Goddard, which you can't, can't do. Can't have that. Yeah. You can't have that. Why are you upset at Mark Goddard? You hung under the choke too long, dude. That's, I hate seeing that crap too. Well, some people do it though. And what are they going to do to this guy? DQ'd? I don't know if they're going to. Refuse to release? Yeah, just DQ'd him from that bout. Because he actually won, but of course you have to disqualify him for that. Just suspend him. I don't, that should be a win. Under the, He choked him unconscious. That should be his win. Again, <sighs> suspend the guy. He shouldn't be cut. He shouldn't be set to... He shouldn't be on Castaway Island, never fight again. He was emotional. I want to hear his side, why, why he did it, what happened. Let me hear all the facts. Before we just go, well, you got to hear all the facts because he's like, I couldn't, I couldn't feel it. I was choking him. I couldn't feel it until Mark got there. And I thought, what the hell is Mark doing? You should never touch a ref. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was, that's the bad move there. And he hit, he did it pretty bad too. He's pushing him pretty hard. I'm pretty sure Mark's a black belt. Dude, I have a feeling Mark would just destroy this guy. I don't know if he'd destroy him. That guy is a professional fighter. He's so much, well, I'm not going to say it, but he looks so much smaller. I'll tell you what, Mark didn't look scared at all. No, look, at Mark, no. look at Mark there. Yeah. Does Mark got skinny jeans on? <laughs> that shit's fly as well, son. They do look a little tight. Again, you're my December, Mark. <laughs> what else you got? All right, December, Mark. Uh, uh, dude, December in the calendar is a big deal. December, July is what you want. <laughs> Christmas and summer? Yep. All right. Um, so Conor McGregor, after, this is after Shamay of his last fight that he won. Uh, McGregor apparently said on Twitter, I believe, I accept, right? It's never happening. But let me play this for you real quick. So Dana White believes it's about Shemayev. I'm sure you saw Conor McGregor tweeted, like, I accept. Does that mean anything, or have you spoken to him? Yeah, that that was Hamzat. Hamzat posted, I want uh, Nate Diaz, Masvidal, or McGregor. 
and McGregor said, I accept. That's what that's what that was. Is there any interest in actually making that fight? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Connor's retired, and Connor's move right now is sit back, let's see how this year plays out, and see what's next for him. You know, the you, you know he wants the Habib fight. That happens October twenty fourth. So we'll see. What about Tony? What about Poirier? There's so much fun for him. Mm-hmm. However, so Connor corrected himself, and then he put this, Tinatangapko, which if you translate is I accept, but it's in Filipino. So now they're thinking it's about Manny Pacquiao. Oh, that's not, <laughs> oh, that's not what I want no. at all. I don't want to hear that at all. Neither did Dana. God, I thought, you know, I thought it was going to take a cool turn. <laughs> this got way worse. Yeah. That's what Connor shouldn't, well... The money he would make, but as a real fighter, you're going to want to fight Poirier or Ferguson, get one win, then fight Khabib. That's that's your path, dude. But then I'm like, hey, man, you make another $150 million, fight Manny Pacquiao. It's like, all right, I'm done with this UFC thing. I'm going to go over here. Mm-hmm. It's tough. What are you going to do? Well, like I said, Dana White also agrees. He said, I don't want to hear you. But I don't care about any of that shit. <laughs> I'm with him. What else you got? I think this is the last one. So. Your boy, Tito Ortiz, has filed paperwork to become a city council member in Huntington Beach. So politics. Tito says, run for city council. I see things either black or white. I see things either black or, black or white. It's wrong or right. I'm on the right side. I want to do the right things for our community because the community has given me so much. It's about the future of my children. It's about the future of their children. It's about the future of our community. I just want to do the right thing. All right. Cool. Yeah, I'm down for that. Uh, I saw uh, uh, an article to the right of it, though. Mm-hmm. It said Dana and on John Jones. If you scroll out, if you scroll up right there. It says Dana White, John Jones doesn't make the money that Connor and Khabib make, and he doesn't like that. Oh, July 10th. That's an older article. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, he's probably right on that. Yeah. All right. We got the fights now. Great fights this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, big fights for the UFC. Big fight, uh, Bellator, US, or Bellator 2. Excuse me. Bellator 243. On paper, the Bellator card way better. That 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 main card is juicy in a great way, and their undercard ain't bad either. Uh, but pound for pound, it's a it's a better card. It's more entertaining. You kick off your main card with Miles Jury versus uh, Kirikayan, Georgia Karakanian. Yes, amazing fight. Uh, Curtis Melander, amazing fight. My boy, but tough ten alumni and good buddy and former. Uh, opponent of mine, Matt Mitrione versus Tim Johnson. You know Tim, the Donnybrook, the old school mustache, uh, and then Chandler versus Benson Henderson, the rematch. The great Michael Chandler versus the great Benson Henderson. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Three-time uh, lightweight champion Michael Chandler versus WEC and UFC lightweight champion uh, Ben Henderson. That's a great fight. It's in Chicago? Uh, yeah. Wow, Wintrust Arena. Oh no! It, no, now the uh, announced rescheduled uh, uh, Mohegan Sun Arena. They're doing it all out of Connecticut. Great, great fights. I think Matrion probably a, a slight favorite on that card. Um, Benson Henderson plus two hundred. Wow, Miles Jury minus two twenty. Matrion minus one thirty. All right, all right, all right, all right. And that is you mentioned before that Chandler's last fight. Right? On his contract, yeah, and then you got uh, that's on Saturday night. That's this is Friday, and yeah. Saturday is this card. Oh, I love when they do that Boom. Friday and Saturday. We got mm-hmm. something to do this Friday and Saturday. And Saturday night uh, on ESPN Plus main card, you got Dariush versus Scott Holtzman. Great fight. 
you got the women fighting. Can't pronounce the last names. We all know I struggle with names. Middleweight Darren Stewart. Then uh, your co-main event, you got Chris Weidman uh, versus your boy Akhmadov. Mm-hmm. And then uh, main event, hell of a main event, Derek Lewis versus Olenek. Man, Bellator and UFC, they're both pretty good. They're both comparable. I mm-hmm. shouldn't have said that about Bellator. They're both really, really good. Uh, Chris Weidman, minus 115. I like that. Um, Derek Lewis, minus 225. Let me give you Nick's picks for this. Nick's picks for this. I got them right down here. He likes straight up uh, uh, Dariush. Uh, minus 165 over Holtzman. He likes Darren Stewart, minus 175. And he likes Tim Means, the Dirty Bird, at plus 110. Not bad picks, but those are uh, Nick's picks. Is uh, Darius Stewart and Means. I don't know if he's going to parlay that or if they're straight picks, but there you have it, man. I, yeah, that, that main event with Olenek, obviously he has the big win over Verdum. That was a boxy Verdum. Can Olenek take the same punishment that he's used to taking and uh, carry on against Derek Lewis? I'd say probably not because Derek Lewis hits so hard and he's getting so much better. We've seen that from the DC fight. He's been improving. That's a tough fight for Olenek. Um, I love Chris Weidman's comeback. You know, minus 115, minus 105. All right. You got the Dirty Bird fight. Darius, remember his last fight? He had a brutal knockout. Awesome knockout. Great knockout. Mm. And then the Dirty Bird, always a fun fight. Hell yeah. There you have it, man. Friday, Bellator, great card. Uh, ben Henderson versus Michael Chandler. Saturday night, Derek Lewis versus Olenek. And then you also got Chris Weidman as your co-main event. And you also got the Dirty Bird and uh, Benil Dariush fighting. Hell yes to both of those. We are also brought to you by my favorite company on the planet. They've been supportive of me for a long-ass time. And uh, the results speak for themselves. I'm talking about on it. Onnit.com, based out of Austin, Texas, US of A. What do you need, man? You need alpha brain, you need new mood, total gut health, you need earth grown nutrients, you need protein powder, creatine, glutamine. What do you need? They got you covered, man. You need fitness gear? What do you need? You need apparel, shirts, shorts, sweats? We got gotcha. you. Kettlebells, on demand training, can't train at can't train at the gym, can't get to the gym, too busy with kids. How about you do it in your living room or your garage? On demand training, on at six barbell workouts, body weight workouts, kettlebells, steel mace. We got gotcha. you. Streaming fitness. It's all about streaming fitness these days. We got club, we got maces, we got freaking sandbags, battle ropes. On it.com slash big brown, 10% off the entire damn site. On it.com slash big brown. What do you got? Some fan questions. Some fan questions. First one's from Slingblade. Do you think there will ever be another John Jones type to just come into the UFC and take over and be the youngest champion in history, or is that a once-in-a-lifetime guy? I mean, he's a once-lifetime type of fighter, but there, there'll be somebody, 100%. There'll be somebody who comes in really young, freak, freak of nature. We're, you know, it, it'll definitely happen again, but it's mm-hmm. very rare. But, yeah, we'll get, we'll get that again, 100%. All right. Colin... Cunningham underscore. Who's a tougher matchup for GSP? Usman at 170 or Khabib at 155? Uh, I'd say Khabib at both are tough matchups, especially he's 39, same time off. But I'd say Khabib would be a tougher matchup because he has to cut to 55. And stylistically, it's a tough fight for GSP. Uh, Kamaro, at least it's at 170, a weight he's competed at, you know? So Mm. neither one would be easy. He'd be a dog in both those fights. (laughs) Damn. Okay. Ayrton underscore Chubb. Do you think Brunson simply performed his job as a gatekeeper of the division, or do you think this was a real performance-worthy shot at mixing it up with the top six? 
We don't know because we don't know how good Shabazian is. You know, so yeah. if you look at the middleweight division, he is ranked eight. So he's right there. Um, th- there's more question on Shabazz. You know, Derek Brunson's had a long, long career, man. So, you know, it's not like you can give him a title shot. He just, you know, he beat the young line at number nine. He did his job. So there's more question with Shabazian. We know who Derek Brunson is, basically. We know who he is. He has a new camp, and he looks great. I'd like to see him against a, a top seven guy now. He deserves it, especially you look at his his track record. So uh, the question is more with Shabazian, not mm-hmm. Derek Brunson. We know who Derek Brunson is. He's a damn good fighter. I think it's the same guy. Colin Cunningham underscore. In light of both Trevin Giles and Jojo Calderwood fainting yesterday, do you remember a time either before or after a fight where you felt lightheaded and thought you were going to faint, etc.? No, never. I get how they did, though. The anxiety's mm. insane. Yeah, I can't But no, never. Never, never. Okay. Uh, Ryan. I'm, I also didn't cut weight, though. Both those fighters were cutting weight. Both those fighters are dealing with that. So that's true. Variables there. And no IVs are allowed now. So that's a problem. Okay. Ryan underscore Mulgrew. What do you think of Robert Whitaker's quick return around to fight? Oh, sorry. Quick turn around to fight Cannoneer. Yeah. Do you, quick think, turn do you think he could be champion again? Oh, yeah. I mean, especially if the Whitaker that showed up against Darren Till, he looked fan freaking tastic. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I'm high on Whitaker right now. Obviously, we, you know, he had to remind us how good he was, man. That that fight when he fought uh, Izzy, it wasn't a Whitaker we used to see, and he seemed impatient. He didn't really want to be there. So, you know, you give him a little rest. He's a dangerous opponent. Um, you know, against Cannonier, you know, it's a tough fight for Jared. Very, mm-hmm. very tough fight. Okay. Life of, life underscore of underscore Riley underscore C. What's the lawn fig situation in Texas? consider these things the long fig lawn oh i lawn know situation. i know dude you look at the houses out there they all got big ass lawns in la there's no like giant lawns. so uh the 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 ficuses and the lawn in texas definitely be way better out here in la la obviously smaller properties smaller land more expensive uh texas just i mean you're talking freaking football size yep. field lawns dude acres i'd love that <laughs> all right jake dot halsey do you uh, does not having fans help Justin in fighting Khabib by keeping him controlled? No, I think Justin's going to Justin no matter what, but I think he's fighting a much smarter fight now. And uh, against Khabib, he can play those exchanges a little more because people forget how great of a wrestler he was in college and it's in the UFC as well, man. You know, he doesn't get taken down. So I think he, he you know, he's definitely going to have the, the advantage on the feet, especially trading in the pocket where I think this fight does happen at close range. That's a good thing for Justin Gaethje. He, if he can make this a phone booth fight and a brawl and a, a calculated brawl, um, it definitely favors Justin Gaethje. Mm. Is that it? Uh, what's good more? questions, <laughs> guys. Good questions. I got to do Find the Kid now. Yep. Uh, good questions. Thank you for watching. Thank you for your support. I love you guys. Enjoy the fights. Friday, Bellator, UFC, Saturday. A lot going on. Uh, be nice to each other. Miss you guys. Love you. I'm out.